How often do you find yourself in a position where you go into the weekend and spend way too much money having fun and the next week you regret it so much? Finlet is here to stop you from getting that feeling of regret. With bite-sized content and money management tools, we aim to let you have more financial freedom and maximize the usage of your money. In today's episode, our guest Sandra speaks to us on the meaning of financial freedom, the importance of being debt-free, and shares our insights on how best we can handle our own money. Sandra today is a freelance writer with a background in banking. She specializes in personal finance. On top of that, she has two master's degrees as well. Outside of that, she loves to travel. And Sandra, is there anything I've missed that you need to tell us as well? <laughs> uh, well, that's, uh, that pretty much sums it up. Um, yeah, personal finance is my, my area of expertise and probably the topic I'm most passionate about in my work. Um, yes. And yeah, love to travel in my spare time. And I also have a two-year-old, so that keeps me super busy. <laughs> Today, we brought you into the podcast to speak mostly about your personal blog. Now, when most people think about blogs, it's more often about travel or beauty, not finance. So what inspired you and led you down the path of becoming a financial blogger, especially focusing on financial freedom? Well, um, sort of, I guess sort of two things. Um, first of all, I, I got into blogging and freelance writing as a way to make extra money. Uh, so as a side hustle to improve my own finances. But the reason I chose that niche is because I did spend five years working in banking um, yes. where I just, I can't even tell you like the crash course in finances that that was because working in that kind of environment, um, I just, I met so many diverse clients yes. and I saw I saw people who you know had modest incomes and yet had built very you know impressive amounts of wealth and were able to live these lives that were so rich and so full because of the way they mastered their finances yes uh, but yeah, but at the same time, I saw people who, you know, made fantastic incomes and you would think that they should be in great financial shape when in fact they were struggling. And I saw their mistakes and I became fearful because, you know, I was making some of those same mistakes in my younger years and it was just such a wake-up call. Uh mm-hmm. so you know, that whole experience like shaped my, my interest in personal finance and is how I built my expertise. And, um, you know, when I was thinking about, well, what's a business I could start where I could earn more money and grow my financial position while also, you know, sharing my knowledge and helping people do the same. So that's kind of how I got into uh, blogging and especially freelance writing with a focus on personal finance. All right. Thank you for sharing that. Now, with regards to your personal finance blog, there's a lot of concepts about financial freedom there. So what is your personal idea on financial freedom and how would you suggest that we can achieve it? Well, that's a good question because I think in the personal finance community, you know, there's a lot of talk about FIRE. So financial independence, retire early. and. I mean, that's great. I'm not knocking that at all. Retiring early sounds wonderful. But for me, you know, financial freedom is more about taking control of your finances and setting them up such that you have the freedom to choose how you want to spend your time. So if you enjoy working and that's something you want to continue to pursue and invest time in, that's fine. You don't have to retire early, but it's more so designing a life that does not result in you spending every cent that you earn so that yes. you're able to pursue those experiences that, you know, make your life fulfilling. You know, yeah. that might be that might be travel for some people or 
you know, it might be having money to invest in a business or it might just be spending more time with your family, you know, whatever it is, it's, it's individual. Right. And, and I think in terms of achieving it, like it's hard, but it's actually simple and it's spend less than you earn. You know, you can never be financially free if you don't spend less than you earn. And then, you know, acquire some knowledge so that you can take that surplus and invest it in a way that is going to result in growth and give you that freedom to have the choice. All right. So you said we should spend less than we earn. And the whole idea of financial freedom, the way you speak of it, makes it seem like an ideal. And to Mm -hmm. have this ideal, you'd have to have a very good relationship with money. So what mistakes have you seen or what differences do you see between the ideal way people should be having a relationship with their money versus what they actually do? Yeah, you know, I think that, and you know, you said it's an ideal and I I think that taps into something important because it it has so much to do with your mindset, how you think about money. And, And I think that so many people view money as view money as something that, you know, they're going to work, they're going to get it, and they're going to spend it all on things that they think will make life better. And it's not my place to judge what's going to make somebody else's life better. But (laughs) what I do see a lot of people doing, and I, you know, I see it with, you know, some of my friends, I saw it with my clients in the banking industry, and I myself even used to be guilty of it. What I see is people, you know, spending a lot of money to acquire, you know, things like, bigger houses than they need or newer and expensive cars or, you know, things that will bring them, you know, a little thrill in the short term, like a shopping spree, um, but that they will tire of very quickly. Because, you know, when you buy a $40,000 truck, well, you know, sure, that's very exciting when you get it and you probably enjoy it for, you know, a few weeks or a few months. But Eventually, that just becomes your card that you're using to drive around. But, you know, that loan is going to stick around for years. So that's the kind of thing I I see people doing. And I think that that leaves people feeling sort of empty and sort of that they're almost a slave to their money. Because when you fill your, yeah, like when you fill your life up with, you know, with debt, when you owe on your house and you owe on your car and, you know, you don't have money to to cover an emergency that comes up, you're, you're sort of like, you're stuck because there's no way you can leave your job. There's no way you can take a pay cut. You're almost yeah. a slave to your money. On this right? idea of being a slave to your money, people often spend money on things that they want rather than what they need. And this is what leads them down to this road of debt of not being mm-hmm. able to have their money. Now, as a young person, and for you who writes about blogs about that, what are some tips that you would have for someone like myself, a Gen Z, on avoiding debt and how to not get trapped in the vicious cycle of debt? Mm, uh, I think vicious cycle is such an apt term because that's exactly what it is. <laughs> it is what it is, though. Absolutely, yeah. Um, well, I think, you know, and I, I don't want to sound judgy because I really understand how easy it is to get sucked in because you know, right now, well, always, but especially right now, I think with the connectivity of the internet and social media, like we're always bombarded with, you know, with consumerism and with ads. And it's this, this, this culture of you want it, you get it, Mm. you know, like instant gratification. So I think that it's very important to, to sort of develop a mindset around the difference between what you want in the moment and what you need and and what's going to make you happy uh, in the longer term. So I, I think that it, it does sort of pay to spend some time uh, reflecting and even writing down, like, what are the things that you actually want? 
Yeah. Um, because, you know, when you are clear on your priorities in your life, then you can prioritize your finances to align with that. Um, so I think taking that time is important. And I think that, you know, budgeting ties into that because once you have solidified like, okay, what is truly important to me and what do I want to pour my money into, then yeah. you make a plan for that. Right. And, Definitely. and you can stay on track. And, you know, there's a lot of things that a lot of people spend money on that, you know, it's, it's more so about uh, convenience in the short term. Um, you know, so things like, you know, like things like fast food four or five times a week, you know, most people don't even really want it. It's more so just that a lack of planning leads them to grab it when they don't have time to cook or when they didn't meal plan and grocery shop. And those yeah. little things like eat away at the money that we could use to invest in lives that are going to be more satisfying. Okay. So I want to stick on that idea of people making mistakes of buying things that they don't really need. What mm -hmm. kind of things did you have to learn the hard way when it came to managing your own money and especially when you were younger? Oh my goodness. Yeah, definitely. When I was younger, a lot of mistakes <laughs> in that respect. Yes. Um, for me, I think, you know, as a young person, I was very short-sighted about, about several things. So just more, more in terms of like, you know, everyday week over week expenses, it would be things like fast food yeah. on the weekends. It would be things like partying, you know, spending a lot of money to get taxis to bars and then buying expensive drinks. You know, that, I mean, as, as a young person, like say, you know, 19, 20, 21, I mean, I was in school, but I had a part-time job and really I could have saved a lot of money if I wanted to, but instead I was, you know, spending it all every weekend, basically. So those were kind of like, you know, the, the smaller expenses that really add up. And in terms of bigger, kind of bigger mistakes, um, you know, I was lucky that I attended university in my hometown. So I was able to continue to live at home for, you know, several years into my degree, which saved me a ton of money. And not everybody, you know, not everybody has that option. And, and I know that, right? So I was lucky. But, but, you know, there came a point where I decided that, you know, I did want to move out with my friends. I wanted to have my own place. So I went ahead and I did that. And, you know, it wasn't, I mean, it was a good experience, I guess, but financially yeah. it wasn't the right move, you know? I should have stayed home as long as I could <laughs> and, you know, and save that money. But, you know, as a young person, I didn't, I didn't really, I guess, I didn't really look into the future and think, well, how will this impact me in the long term? It was more so, you know, what do I want to do right now? Okay. At that age, were you having any serious financial conversations with anyone, be it your parents, your friends, or any other significant person in your life who might've been able to guide you in these decisions? Mm, definitely not with any friends. Um, my <laughs> friends were basically the same way as me. Just they were encouraging uh, you to go spend. They were, <laughs> yeah, like we had the same lifestyles, and we were all very much just living in the now, uh, yes. which you know isn't always a bad thing, but financially it can't be. <laughs> and in terms of my family, like I feel like my dad is really smart with money, and he's a he's a self made entrepreneur who has become very successful, and I, I respect him a lot. Um, and I feel. Feel like he tried to bestow some money wisdom on me and even even younger than that like he tried to teach me to save you know he would make deals with me like if you can save up so much then I'll match that so you so that you can achieve this goal that you have yeah, um, so he, 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and throughout school, you know, he helped pay for part of my education, which again, I'm very, very lucky, very grateful to have had that opportunity, but it was never like, he would never just give it to me. It would always be, well, you're going to work full time over the summer. And if you can come up with X amount, then I'll give you X amount, you know? So he tried and like some of it certainly was successful in terms of, you know, I was able to help pay for my education and, and that was great. But I think that once I got to a certain age where I was just, you know, focused on having my fun yeah. <laughs> and doing what I wanted to do, uh, I probably wasn't listening as well as I should have been. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and we hope that you enjoyed it. We also hope that you were able to learn the importance of financial freedom and how you can achieve a better handle on your personal finances. We hope to catch you on the next one.